Welcome to the Christ Life Ministries podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Olubi Johnson. For more information about this podcast and our other resources, please visit spcconline.org. God bless you. What a song. What a word. I offer my life to Everything I've been through. Praise to you. As a pleasing sacrifice. Lord, I offer you my life. How many of us have really done that? You know, if you were to take a, a rigorous statistic, you find that most Christians take from God, they don't give back. <clears throat> I'm, by the grace of God, I'm 64 years old now. I've not lived too long, but I've lived a little bit. And whenever I travel, I'm not just talking about abroad, even in Lagos. Recently, you know, I just we spent some after Christmas Day on uh, Boxing Day after I went to Lagos and spent a few days. It was, incidentally, although this is not, you know, to make anybody, it was one year when my mom passed away. My mom actually passed away December 16 last year. So me and the children and my wife and my brother's uh, wife and children, I just kept it very small, deliberately you know, went to unveil her tombstone, you know, in, uh, in the cemetery in Ikoi, you know, Alagmon Close. And I remember, I actually mentioned it to my wife as we were driving in, that Alagmon Close. I said, honey, it's so funny, you know, interesting. I said, do you know we grew up here? 1960s. Six, sixty-seven, sixty-eight, sixty-nine. 68, 69. My uncle, Professor Biobaku, of blessed memory, was married to my mom's immediate senior sister, Mrs. Biobaku, was vice-chancellor of University of Ibadan. So that Alagbon Close was where the vice-chancellor's lodge was. University of Lagos, sorry. Forgive me. He was registrar at University of Ibadan. First African registrar. Then he became vice-chancellor of the University of Lagos. So he, you know, that road was the road we lived on. He lived on. But, um, but I used to go there to spend time because they brought my cousin, Ade Odutola. You know, his mom was a doctor. Uh, professor, she's, she's gone. Uh, she's, she's dead now. You know, she just came back from England. And they brought Ade, you know, 60, yeah, 66, 60, you know. Uh, and he was alone. So he, my auntie was his guardian. So my mom would say, okay, Olubi, you go and stay with auntie and uncle. You know, in Kankara, they would stay at home with me. You know, so go to school from there, you know. But what I remembered was this, and it ties to this song. I told my wife, I said, huh? I said, life is interesting. I said, how times change. Who would have thought that my mom would lie here? 
just drove, you know, um, the Biobacus, he was vice chancellor. He was in number 10. Chief AK, late Chief AK of blessed memory, who sold Lifeford, one of Lifeford schools to us, was in number six, you know, and uh, was another person was in number 10. Then further down the road were the Von Richards, you know, it was a very nice neighborhood, you know, kids we would play. And there was this place uh, where we had these things where the children would play. They made it like a kind of a, like a playhouse, you know. So I told my wife, I said, you used to play here. It's all gone. Gone. Who will remember? Who will know? The only thing that lasts is the one you give to God. I was just thinking about it. You know, because I grew up in Iko, you see. So when I go back now, you know, anytime I travel and I go, you know, I just, I, I, I pass the houses. I can, my, my mind goes 50 years. Boom, and it's all gone. The thing men held to. The things that were most seemed to be most important back in those days. Out of no. Remember Queen's Drive. Where Chief S.B. Bakari used to live. A friend to my mom. So every, you know, when the Christmas and all that. All the children would all go there. You know. It's the first time I saw a car with a television. Rolls Royce. Television. I remember we were all playing. You know how children play. It's just, ah, I said, come on, I said, come on, I said, come on. Television inside. All the kids would come, you know. Give it to God. The only thing that will last is that we just give them to God. And you know the great thing about God? This is a guarantee. If you offer it to him, he's going to give it back to you a hundredfold in this life and in the one to come. It's a win-win situation. Why will I not offer my life to God when he's promised me that? Here I am, 50-something years later, because and only because I offered my life to God when I was in my 20s. I can go back to the place of my childhood and I, I have my own, I have a house I have, and I can talk and I can reminisce. Many of my contemporaries, some are dead, some are... The thing men hold on to. Don't want to serve God because it's not fun. He won't allow me to enjoy. It's a lie. You can ask me. It's a great experience for me. I'm very sober. Thank God I led my mom to Christ before she died. You know? He said, if somebody had told my mom that this is where you'll be buried, nobody would ever believe. There was no cemetery there at that time. We used to play there as children.
This afternoon I have a very important prophetic message. It's actually going to be part of my New Year message. It's just that I've broken it up into two. Uh, I'm going to preach some of it in the night. I'm going to preach some of it now. Uh, <clears throat> this, this first portion, I have entitled it, The End Time Goshen's of Refuge. And I'm just going to cut straight to the chase, as I say, cut straight to the bone. It is not news, unless you're an ostrich whose head has been in the sand for the last uh, 20 years or so, that we're living in perilous times. The scriptures, and I'm going to turn there. Uh, let's, let, 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 let me go to the scripture so I don't, you know, because there's a lot I'm going to say because I'm going to say some more things in the night. So I want to make this one as concise and as brief as possible. Second Timothy chapter 3. Second Timothy chapter 3. And we're going to read from... Lord, have mercy on me. Yes. Uh, I'll, I'll read the first few verses. I believe it's verses 1 to 5. Then I'll just quote some of the others. It says, This know also... Who is writing? Paul, the Holy Spirit. This is God telling us. <coughs> that in the last days, perilous times shall come. <coughs> we are in the last of the last days. To give it context, the Bible says one day is a lot as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. So when the Bible talks about the last days, he's talking about the last 3,000 years of human history. See, Adam was created about over 6,000 years ago. The, the earth is much older than that, incidentally. Don't, but don't let's go there, you know. But after Lucifer fell and all of that, then God, what you see in Genesis chapter 1, verses 2 downwards, is a renovation of the earth that had become corrupted, you know. So anyway, there was a, a 6,000-year lease, if you want to call it that. That's why they're called the last days. The first 4,000 years were the first days, if you like, to use that expression. And it was at the end of that Jesus came. That's why it says, late in time, behold him come. You know, then after Jesus was raised from the dead, we entered the last days. The first 1,000 years was the first day of the last days. The second 1,000 years was the second day of the last days. We are now in the last of the last days. The third 1,000 years from the birth of Christ. So we entered the last of the last days about 1995. Perilous times. Let's read and then I'll give you some References from his from history. For men shall be lovers of their own selves. He's telling you why the times are going to be perilous. Because of the sin nature. This is Olubi Johnson. I'm paraphrasing so you can get the real meaning. The spirit of what he's saying. Because of the sin nature. The sin nature in man is going to increase. Not only in quantity. But in ferocity. The way men, the way people behave now, 
and it's been getting worse. I, before I got born again, I noticed it, but I didn't, I wasn't born again, so I didn't know this. I just noticed that things got, you know, worse. Children are not disciplined. You know, I remember the way we were disciplined. You know, a few years later, all this Gen Z and millennial, and they never had it, you know. And I, now that I know the Bible, I'm born again. I now understand that it's because of abounding iniquity. Fierce. Lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud. I didn't hear you. Blasphemers. I don't want to hear the pastors only. I want to hear everybody. Blasphemers. Disobedient to parents. Unthankful. Unholy. Without natural affection. That's homosexuality. It's right there. Truce bakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good. Hello? Sound familiar? Sound familiar? Traitors, heady. I mean, you know, strong. Stop on. High-minded. Lovers of pleasures. More than lovers of God. <laughs> Having a form of godliness. But denying the power thereof. He said for a certain way. Let me stop there. Here Paul describes the characteristics of men and their characters that we will see in the end time. And I can testify, because by the grace of God, I've been alive before we entered the last of the last days, before nine. I was born in 1959. So, you know, I was 20 in 1979, which was when I got born again. You know? Then, 20 years later, I was 40 in 1999. So, I saw this. I actually saw it. I saw the transition. Terrible. But I'll give you more. Look at Matthew 24. Matthew 24. Who's still on my side? Hello, I'm going to say what Jesus said. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. Let me say to Yoruba, in our language, that means how many ears do you have? The same, Jesus was speaking in Hebrew and Aramaic, you know, they said have the same thing in their language, you know. He that hath an ear. You see, because, you see, when you're talking, people aren't listening. They are hearing what you are saying, but they're not listening. Serious business here. Very, very true, Pastor G. Very true. Matthew 24, verse 9 through 12. Well, let me start from verse 8. Everybody read along with me. Say, all these. Oh, excuse me. Yes, sorry, sorry. Say, I, I should be reading from verse 5. You know, verse 4. Take heed that no man deceive you. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and shall deceive many. And you shall hear of wars. How many people have heard of wars? And rumors of wars. See that you be not troubled. Did the war in Ukraine trouble you? 
If he did, you're not on the same page. Did the Israel Hamas, the one that is still going on, it trouble you? Then you're not on this page. He says, see, you're not troubled. He says, it's going to come to pass. That's what I was telling you earlier on. You know, those people tell you that, oh, everything's going to be okay. You don't see any problem. They're telling you lies. I'm going to tell you how to overcome it. But they will come. For all these things must yet come to pass. I didn't hear you. But the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation. That is ethnos against ethnos. This, this tribalistic, you know, ethnic wars. Kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines. Hello. And pestilences. Hello, COVID. And earthquakes. Earthquake is no longer news. It happens almost every day. You know, by the time you wait if, if like a week, you hear another one. One just happened in China a few days ago. In diverse places. Okay. Then jump to Luke 21. Luke 21. And we're going to look at verses 25. It's something that happened recently, relatively recently in the last 10 years or so. 21 verse 25. Jesus is speaking about these times. And there shall be signs in the sun. Hello. And in the moon. And in the stars. These are the blood moons. We've seen all of them. 2014, 2015, 2016. <coughs> and upon the earth, distress of nations. With perplexity. The sea and the waves roaring. It's not only the Atlantic Ocean and the Pacific Ocean and this climate change, that's a part of it. But spiritually, the people, the Bible says the waters are people. People are roaring. People are shouting. Men's hearts failing them for fear and looking after those things which are coming upon the earth. <laughs> you, know, you, you know, if you don't know God, and you don't know how to walk with God, you'll be living in fear. Because you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. And it looks okay, then something will happen. And then he explains the reason why. He says, for the powers of the heaven shall be shaken. Let me just stop there. I'll talk a little bit about this. I wrote it here in my notes. I said the blood moons... Uh, let me even, I'm, uh, let me go right back. I'm going back now to, you know, after 1995. 95, 96. Problems were happening, but, you know. Then 2001, we had 9-11. When people had never seen anything like that. That day, I went to get a visa in the American Embassy. I, just, I had done my visa interview. They had granted us the visa. We had just come out of the embassy. Because it was morning in Nigeria. You know, it was, you know, the, the thing happened in morning in America. Which was, they said, ah, do you hear what happened? Then we had the blood moons, which indicated the distress of nations. 2014, Boko Haram. That was when they took the girls in uh, 
Chibok girls, terrorism. Then Trump became president. Talk about distress. <laughs> then there was the COVID epidemic. And now, recently, you had the Russia-Ukraine war and the Hamas war. I got bad news and good news. There's still more to come. It's part of the milieu of the end times. The shaking of the powers of the heavens have released wicked angels into the earth like in the time of Noah. That's what we're seeing. We're seeing things that are incredible. Wickedness, perversion on a level that is unheard of. The bad news is that it's not going to get better, it's going to get worse. Kenneth Hagin is quoting scripture and prophesying based on scripture said evil men and seducers will wax worse and worse. It's not going to get better. It's going to get worse. I know you don't say an amen to that. but Then I got good news. So that's the bad news. Now let me give you the good news. God is providing Goshen's of refuge in the midst of these perilous times. The perils will increase. But. Everybody scream but. In the Goshen's of refuge. There will be peace and protection. Don't let anybody fool you. Things are not going to get better in the world. Because see. You're dealing with. An increase in the sin nature. Being stoked by evil angels that have been knocked out of their positions in the heavenlies and they have come to the earth. Just like in the days of Noah. The Bible says, and the sons of God came down. And then they began to interact with men and even have sex with, with uh, human beings. These were the ones that gave birth to the giants. The Bible says that, and God looked down from heaven and he saw that the, the thinking of the, 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 uh, uh, was only evil continually. They were in those same times. The Bible says, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall the coming of the Son of Man. We're in that time now. You know, sometimes I watch the television, I listen to the news, I just shake my head. I just shake my head. <laughs> Didn't I remember? The Bible says, it's part of the end time. America is a good case in something. We're praying. We're trusting that we will increase these Goshen's of refuge. Pastor G, you lived in America for many years. I appreciate what I'm talking about. How can it be? That you will allow assault rifles. That anybody can buy. You can buy it on the internet. When Joshua was in military school in Virginia, the place called, you know, um, I've forgotten the name of the school now. Fork Union. So actually, it's about a few miles from 
Richmond. It's about an hour's drive from Richmond, Virginia, which is the heart of the Confederacy. But don't let me go there. True story. I took Joshua to the shop, Walmart. I went to buy provision, you know, buckets, all the, you know, things you need for body house. I got to the end of the shop. You know, I was just buying things for the boy. You know, I just got to there. I just saw guns. Guns! Automatic. (sighs) Ah! As if you are buying biscuits. (laughs) Just go there. You want this one, they will be buy. No background check. All the, all the sensible people in Congress are saying, let's just put... We're not saying you should ban guns completely. Ban AR-15s. That are... They're, they're, they're military weapons that can fire 100 rounds a minute. What does that anybody need that for, for, for hunting? Don't need that. Just, just stop. Don't just ban it. Then put background check. So if you want to buy a gun, they're going to find, they go and check your medical history. Have you been in this? Have you been in that? Have you done? Yes. Then they deny you. Not this one where you can just walk into a shop and buy the gun. Till tomorrow, they will not pass that legislation. It was passed under George Bush. George Bush Jr. You know, there was like 10 years after they had the Columbine disaster. And the thing went down. Then the Republicans and the NRA, the National Rifle Association, they, and they brought it back. Now, in America, if you don't know God and you're not walking in the Spirit, your heart cannot be at rest. Whether you go to the doctor, whether you are in the supermarket, whether you are in church, whether you are in school, you don't know who will get up. It's hap- it almost happens almost every three days now. You hear there was mass shooting in Michigan. Then you hear there was one in Chicago. You know? And what happened? The guy would just get an assault weapon. He would go, you know? Then finally he would kill himself. Or the police would come and kill him by that time. But those who are dead are dead. Talk about perilous times. And the solution is there. But they won't take it. Ban the assault weapon. Put background, medic, background checks, and the thing will go down. Australia did it. They got all their weapons. The thing has gone, gone, almost gone to zero. But America won't. Is this evil spirits? Working on the minds of men. Good news. He's providing Goshen's of refuge. Let's go to Exodus chapter 8. Thank you, Jesus. Who's still on my side? Exodus chapter 8. We know the story, but I'll just quote a few scriptures. Chapter 8. And uh, look at verse 20 to 24. We know the story of, uh, of Moses. Goes to Egypt, tells Pharaoh to let people go. He says, won't. So God starts sending plagues on the Egyptians. Now, it's very important to realize that the plagues came on them in Egypt. But God did something. They were all in the same Egypt. But there was a land, there was a place where they put the Israelites 
It's called Goshen. Then God did a supernatural thing. He made a difference between Goshen and the rest of Egypt. So while the plagues were happening in Egypt, the people in Goshen were not suffering the same plagues, but they were in the same Egypt. We are all in this same earth. We are all in this same end time. But while the perilous times will be happening to the people outside, in the Goshen's of refuge, we will have peace and protection. Look at Exodus chapter 8. And I'm going to read from verse 20. 20 through 24. And the Lord said unto Moses, I didn't hear you, I only heard Pastor Goiga. Over here. Over there. Over here. Here. Up there. Over here. And to you here. So, Elenu. Elisoro. Hey, you can all talk. Okay, everybody together now. And the Lord said unto Moses, That's better. Rise up early in the morning and stand before Pharaoh. Lo, he cometh to the water and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Let my people go that they may serve me. Else, if thou wilt not let my people go, behold, I will swear swarms of flies upon thee and upon thy servants and upon thy people and into thy houses and, and the houses of the Egyptians shall be full of swarms of flies and also on the ground whereon they are. And I will sever in that day the land of Goshen in which my people dwell that no swarms of flies shall be there to the end, everybody screamed this one, to the end, that thou mayest know that I am the Lord in the midst of the earth. Let's give the Lord a super clap offering. When I was preparing this, God gave me an insight. You know what flies represent? Beelzebub. Demons. This was physical flies. But now in this end time, you have a swarms of flies causing all this perilous times in the earth. But in Goshen, there will be no swarms of flies. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe these words have empowered you to live a victorious, transcendent life in Christ. Our mission is to equip God's people for service and build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We encourage you to enjoy and share from thousands of resources, including books, sermons, prophecies, and articles available on our website, spcconline.org. Thank you, and God bless you.